Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 20th of April. My name is Sam Kozlowski and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today. A new Royal Commission. Defence medals to remain. Some good news about cervical cancer. And a breakdown of the situation for Aussies who are stranded overseas. Here's today's Daily Digest. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has announced a Royal Commission into veteran and serving defence personnel suicides. This comes after a motion was passed by both the House of Reps and Senate in support of a Royal Commission last month. Morrison said, The Royal Commission will have a mandate to examine the systemic issues and any common themes in past deaths by suicide of Australian Defence Force members and veterans. New Defence Minister Peter Dutton has overruled the decision to strip medals from an estimated 3,000 Special Forces soldiers who served in Afghanistan. The Chief of Defence, Angus Campbell, moved to strip the medals after the release of the Brereton Inquiry that found, quote, credible evidence of war crimes committed in Afghanistan. Announcing that he had overruled the decision to strip the medals, Dutton said, My judgement was that we shouldn't be punishing the 99% for the sins of the 1%. Two men have died while passengers in a driverless Tesla vehicle crash in Texas. The vehicle failed to navigate a curve, crashing into a tree and bursting into flames. Constable Mark Herman said in an interview that local and federal authorities were working together, but did not know whether the autopilot feature on the Tesla was engaged. The incident follows previous scrutiny over Tesla's semi-automated driving system after recent accidents. I think after those stories, we need a bit of good news. So according to the Cancer Council, Australia is on track to eliminate cervical cancer as a public health issue by 2030. However, meeting this goal does rely on women continuing to get the cervical screening test. So you can swipe up in our Insta stories for more information on this. We've spoken a lot in the last few days about travel bubbles and yesterday Prime Minister Scott Morrison came out and flagged the idea that home quarantine could be on the cards for Australia if the states and territories agree. This comes at the same time that the National Cabinet, which we discussed in our podcast last week, is now meeting twice a week and we can expect to see some of these policy decisions around entry and exit into the country move a little faster. They've written to the Australian government requesting a review into the policy the government has on the return of Australian citizens overseas. To give you a little bit of context, DFAT, which is the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, estimates there's about 36,000 Australians who remain stranded overseas due to government-enforced travel caps. However, Advocates for Australians overseas say that number could be a lot higher. Many Australians have chosen not to register because to do so, they must sign a waiver that prevents them from taking legal action against the government in the future. The top five countries with Australians attempting to be repatriated, which means to return home, are India, the United Kingdom, the United States, the Philippines and Thailand. So how did the UN actually find out about this case when there are seemingly so many issues going on at a global level? So it all started from the website strandedaussies.org. And this has become a hub for Australians overseas to chat amongst themselves about how best to get back into Australia. There, two complainants, Jason George and Alex, whose last name has been withheld, decided to take it a step further and represent the group in a petition that they put to the United Nations Human Rights Committee. They got one of Australia's highest profile lawyers to represent them. And his name is Jeffrey Robertson. And his other big client at the moment is Julian Assange. So basically the core of the argument is this. Australia is breaching a really important human rights law that states no one shall be arbitrarily deprived of the right to enter his or own country. They're arguing that Australia's limit on passengers coming in, which is about 6,000 a week, is a violation of that policy as it's an arbitrary number. 
The government, on the other hand, would argue that Australia's limited quarantine system has been part of the secret source that's allowed Australia to remain one of the luckier countries in the global pandemic. Are these types of requests usually acted upon or listened to? What happens from here? Is this just something that will continue to be an issue until hotel quarantine is lifted or until the mandatory caps are lifted? What happens next? So if you go deep into the letter that the Human Rights Council sent to the Australian government, essentially how it frames the argument is telling the government that if they don't act now, there's going to be irreparable damage to Australians stuck overseas. From that, we can kind of conclude that the letter is a slap on the wrist, really. It's not with any enforceable action. There's no sort of tariffs that are going to be enforced by the international community because of it. But it's not a good look on the world stage. I do want to reiterate that according to the government, they are making every attempt possible to bring home all Australians who are seeking to return from overseas. That's why Prime Minister Scott Morrison talked this week about the possibility of home quarantine for Australians that have been vaccinated overseas. The problem is, of course, whether the states accept such a measure as a valid form of quarantine and can guarantee that they're not going to close state borders whenever there's a case that emerges. We've received a few messages on Instagram from Australians overseas looking to get back home and you can really understand that there is a high level of anxiety around getting back on Australian soil. As Australia starts to emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic, I think we're going to see quite a few of these situations where you've got a hardline approach to quarantine and to travel and to vaccinations come into contact with the realities that people want to get back together and back on the ground. That is all we have time for today. But in the meantime, please follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news throughout the day and we'd love you to become part of the community. Have a fabulous day. 